Yeah, help drips, help drips. Hope you heard her. The show dedicated to the frontline workers and physicians feeling pressure, feeling overwhelmed. We wanna share the tools that will help your mental health. Help drips, help drips, everyone. You are not alone. Surely you can overcome. Yeah, the world might be non-stop. Every day you put in work, but this is a show all about putting you first. Help drips, help drips. Let's go. Good morning, physicians. It's Paulicia Aguilard. And today on another episode of Health Drips, I have the pleasure of interviewing Dr. Denicia Hilton. I wanted to ask you a question. How often are you embracing your authentic self? Well, Dr. Denicia Hilton is going to help you understand what that really means, especially as a physician. Listen in. Gosh, Policia, this is great. Like, I feel the energy. I'm like, yes, <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> so, first, I really appreciate you for having me on board and yes. allowing me to bring this to other people so that they're more aware of, yeah, like just different ways that it is that you can actually go through that healing journey. Yes. And to do so, where you really see that serious healing doesn't have to be so serious. Yes, completely my platform. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and um, yeah, so while I'm a doctor of oriental medicine, I'm also a holistic play activator. Okay. And it's where it is that I focus mostly with women and actually helping to guide women to really embrace, embody, and express their perfect, authentic self. Wow. And okay. yes, like, how is it that I create these playful healing spaces for them? And it's play in the sense of experiencing you doing activity you're learning through that way but it's also play where it's an acronym it stands for play um i'm sorry it stands for actually the potential in learning about yourself okay and so through that um through that process she just learns all of these different things that's actually happening like how is it that these symptoms of stress how is it that these conditions of autoimmune or whatever it might be, mm -hmm. um, the traumatic experiences that you might have experienced. Yeah. Like, how is it that you can learn from those so that it is that you can see how there are opportunities for your authentic self? Yeah. Perfect authentic self. Yes. Okay. I do say that you are perfect. Yes. Okay. I don't buy into the I'm not perfect. Actually, you are perfect. And it's yes. perfect in the sense of the root word that you are whole and complete. Yes. I love that. I love that. So, you know, one of the things that stood out to me is being able to be your true authentic self. And sometimes as women, um, you know, we get lost in what that actually means to really be and show up as your true authentic selves, because, you know, the, the responsibilities and the roles that we actually play, I, and I use play loosely, meaning how we show up at work, how we show up in our relationships sometimes is not getting to, like you said, the root cause of just being who you need to be without giving a flip, right? That yes. to me is like true <laughs> authenticity, you know, being un unapologetic is what I mean when I say that, not like you're not caring about people's feelings and stuff, but sometimes you need to be able to, like you said, be able to say what you need to say and release certain things without being worried about that it, is it going to be right am i saying this right and so what yeah. a question that i want to ask you is as you have worked with i'm sure some wonderful women and you've talked about 
um, you know, incorporating your, your play, how do you feel or do you feel that stress is linked to anxiety? Oh, I uh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and stress. So to me, stress has various ways that it shows up. Right. Mm -hmm. And so anxiety is one way that yeah. you can see that, oh, I'm experiencing some type of stress right now. Mm -hmm. And so what is that stressor? Like to kind of understand that the way that you end up processing it is pretty much going to be the same, yeah. right? Despite the stressor. And so the stressor can be a mental one. It can be an emotional one. Yes. It could be a physical one, but the yeah. body response is going to be the same. Now I say the same, but then here's the caveat is that the chronicity, AKA how long it is that you would experience any form of stress, mm -hmm. the body, like I said, that's its natural response, right? But then even then it seems like, well, I haven't been stressed, but what it is is it's been on a spectrum. So yes. it's kind of like, oh, this was fresh stress. So then we're going to have this type of response. But then if mm -hmm. it stays or different forms of stress kind of compounds it, they and then now the body's responding. It's actually responding in a way that it's doing as best as it can as its fuel is running out. Yeah. And so then so then that's where you hear like, you know, it may have started out as anxiety, yeah. but then it would have went into digestive disorders mm -hmm. it would have went into menstrual cycle issues mm -hmm. it would have mm -hmm. you know what i mean so but it's all coming back into the one thing which was experiencing stress and sometimes it the mind is not quite like up to it right like it mm -hmm. may we'll play tricks for our own survival in that moment and so yeah. like something that you pointed out as far as the roles that we play and the value in really trying to be and express your authentic self is because in those roles you assume an identity mm -hmm. and so when i say you assume an identity you would have brought that on well then yeah. now you would have said well in this identity i'm supposed to and then where that supposed to whatever you put in and fill in the blank now you start to go and explore well where did that come from yeah and so then now you realize like i went through all of this i had this role assumed this identity based mm -hmm. on this cultural yeah. whether the culture was family friends work or whatever mm -hmm. and then you kind of got muddled in that and then you assumed it as if it was you yeah. but imagine if it's like authentically if it's me and you have to shed some layers. It's yes. Like, it's a process. Yes. That's why I say it's healing because it's a process. Yeah. And it's not a destination. So like, yeah. it, it's just having that compassion, right? But like, if you see that's happening, use the anxiety as, as literally a flag. Mm -hmm. Use it as a flag that you're experiencing something, some form of stress yeah. that's causing you to get your defenses up. So, I love that. I love how you, uh, you know, have have painted this picture. And sometimes when you talk about being on a spectrum, that anxiety where we are walking around as if it's normal, right? Because you said it starts off on one thing. And so in your mind, it's telling you, oh, well, this is fresh stress. And so you don't address <laughs> it. You don't you don't check into this internal trigger that's telling you, no, I need to address like, why do I keep getting upset every time I go around? 
this person or when I'm, you know, interacting with this specific environment. And you, it's almost like you don't recognize what's actually happening because you're not addressing those things. You're walking around like this is how it's supposed to be. I'm a busy mom. I'm a busy wife. I do all of these different things and not really learning how to shed those layers that you talked about. Yes. Yeah. And you touched on something where you said where it feels like it's normal. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that many people don't understand the meaning of normal either, mm -hmm. because normal. It's funny because I, I came to this epiphany working with menstrual health because um, menstrual health and fertility health uh, were my specialization. OK, so a lot of like what goes out is, you know, well, that well, that's normal to feel pain during your period or that's normal that you have spotting like right. But, and then that's when I realized like, oh, it's only normal because you see it so often, uh -huh. but it doesn't mean that it's healthy. Yes. Yes. I love that. So, so, you know, if you had to break it down, break it down because, you know, you, you talked about how, how we sort of conceptualize what normal is, right? You, you're, mm -hmm. you're doing it so, and it's almost like because that's what you might have been told, or maybe you, you know, you don't have the the time that you think it's going to take to address that issue. Maybe it's fear. We don't know. There's a lot of different reasons why people put this normal, you know, thing in their head. Yeah. What are some of the roadblocks that you see for people that you've worked with, women? Um, men, those that you've come in contact with, like your professional colleagues, what are some uh, roadblocks that you've seen that keeps them from shedding those layers and living life to its fullest? Oh, there's so many. <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying to think like, what would be the the big ones? Because there's so many and they're all so connected to each other. So I'm like trying to think which one would be, which few would be like, ugh. one would be, I want to say that it's it's fear in the sense of fear of the change that what they are accustomed to, mm -hmm. right? So what they're accustomed to, there's a fear of what would happen. There might be like a fear of loss. Yeah. So fear of losing, say, if I do um, express myself authentically and address something at work, there's a fear that I might lose my job. That's it. Um, or like there's a fear of losing relationships. There's a fear of losing money. There's a fear of my child might hate me. Yes. There's a fear of like, right. So there's, that is a huge roadblock for people because then if you realize, if you start to ask like, well, what is it that I would really like to experience? And then it'll come instantly. Yeah. Like it, and something I learned from my fiance, he tells me this all the time. He's like, you might say, I don't know, because that that's the gut, right? Like you just right. say, I don't know, but really you're he's like, too. no, mm -hmm. you do know. It's just that you're not quite, I, mean, I expanded on this. It's, it's just that at that point, you actually know, it's just that whether or not what it is that you choose that you would like to experience will either be accepted or if it will be possible. Come on. Yeah. And so as soon as you see that, like if you're, if you start to quickly say, well, I don't know, then stop, like just pause, mm -hmm. pause because you do it. And what it is, is it's just the fear that's right there. That's blocking and saying, well, that may not, that may not be possible. Yeah. And so then the other roadblock is seeing in the form of possibilities. It's also seeing how 
you can actually tap into what you have not seen already. Yes, yes, yes. Because then you would have actually seen it from the past. Because mm -hmm. you're saying, well, in the past this happened. And that even goes like, you know, with your relationship with other people. Yeah. Right? Like, and I have to catch myself too, right? Where I'm <laughs> like, well, I didn't ask you this time because last time you said blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And that then brings you to another roadblock of not being in the present. Yes. And so then if you're in the present, then you can really charge yourself with letting go of what happened in the past mm -hmm. and then not to project in the future. That's yes. where anxiety actually comes yes. from. Anxiety lives in the future. That's right. Or what That's you right. think is actually going to happen in the future, but realize that you're, what you're thinking is going to happen in the future is be based on the fear that you have from the mm -hmm. past. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. So yeah. tell me, what do you feel like are some signs of stress overload? You talked a lot in the <laughs> beginning about how, you know, our mind, our body and our spirit, how all of those are, are interconnected, right? And so if you're not used to recognizing those roadblocks that you talked about, how would I know if I, I bet I'm fearful? How do I know I'm being defensive every time somebody says, do you realize that, you know, what, what would you say to that? Oh, okay. So one of them is actually um, when you want to go and play um, like uh, Real Housewives. Uh huh. <laughs> if all of a sudden, I'm I'm so serious. If you're going out and you're literally like, I don't know why she's doing that. Oh, they should be ashamed of themselves that they mm -hmm. did da 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 da. Mm -hmm. Or you. Why is she wearing that? Oh, yeah. that's not professional. Oh, yeah. I'm going to tell you every single time it is that you're pointing something out in someone else, it's a reflection of yourself. That's right. And that's not only thing. is it a reflection of yourself, the next, the, the thing that you can do to take that to put that on steroids is <laughs> you're going to now go into defense mode. Yeah. No, it's not. And actually, and it's and now we explore why do you think that it's not? Mm -hmm. And then that's when you start to see, well, because I was raised that this, well, I was taught in college that, or I was right. Mm -hmm. And, and so then you were basically taught to actually not embrace that part of yourself. Yes. And not only that, then what you actually wanted in expressing your authentic self, which is what we were going back in the beginning of our yes. right? What it is, is it's the fear of being accepted in that authentic self showing. Mm -hmm. So what you're seeing as what is irritating, like, why are they doing that? Da, 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 da? I think what it is, is it actually triggers that somebody's being in their authentic self and you're not doing it and you're actually frustrated. Yes. Oh, that is so good. That is so good because it's almost like you know, as people elevate and they have these epiphanies and they awaken to their true authentic selves yeah. and you you start to notice some things as you become more self-aware of other people. And like you just pointed out, it's, it's like now the light is shining on them. Okay, I'm growing. I'm now, I'm embracing that, but, but this other person is not. And so how do we continue on in this relationship where I'm being my most authentic yeah. self, but people are looking at me like, she ought to be ashamed of herself, like what she said. Yeah. And yeah. so then that's where, that's where I feel like this is where compassion comes in. Mm -hmm. 
right? So one of the things I was thinking about this before we even jumped on today, actually, yeah. um, just due to everything coming up and it's how can you offer, I know people talk about compassion, but the thing is, is that you can't, I don't see yet how you can offer compassion for someone else when you don't have compassion for yourself. Yes. And so with that being said, that's where like, um, you know, like ultimately what I was saying was what you're seeing also like people will go and just go on the complete opposite end of the spectrum in that it turns into negative Mm self-talk. So where it is that it's like, they should be ashamed of themselves. Once you come to that realization, all of a sudden it now turns inward Mm-hmm. And the journey going inward, it's like, I see, I see where the women would go into that. Well, now I just feel horrible that such and such, or I'm so ashamed that I did such and such. Yeah. And so this is where you create that pause. It's mm-hmm. in, because that comes actually out of the judgment. Yes. And so it's actually just bringing things to an awareness and to a level of awareness mm-hmm. that is even depersonalizing it. Yeah, actually seeing that it's the message, it's the symbology of that experience. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you caught that when I'm speaking, I actually say it Mm -hmm. in a way that it's referred outside of the person. Yeah, it goes back to what I was saying in role and identity. When people assume that, then once it grows and attaches to you, people have a hard time letting it go. Letting it go when it's time to be released. So therefore, what if you depersonalized it? Depersonalize. The behavior that you're seeing in someone else learn from that experience with that person see what that is about yourself that's inviting you to to grow and at the same time you have that compassion for yourself in that wow i just i just learned this this just twisted up everything for me right that you believe yes yeah and then here's another level of the compassion is while you have that compassion for yourself also understand it took you a little bit to get there so it very well may take others a little bit to get there right. and they may not get there at the speed of your, in your journey, because it's your personal healing journey. Yeah. And so the dynamics definitely may change. Mm-hmm. Now, you also may have historically experienced other people saying and watching them go, they should be ashamed. You should be ashamed. Yeah. However, now you're in a different space. Mm-hmm. So that very well may not happen again. Cause it's That's that remembering not you're being present and That's trying right. to, that past into the present right so like it's right then and there once you can offer that and some people very well may fall off and if they do that's fine it's like just out of loving compassion and blessing them along in their personal journey that's right if you accept that this is your personal journey competition lays away yes yes the the need um for self-approval yes and like And another thing that is huge that I see come up is in that personal journey that is yours, it's for you to get. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily for someone else to get. Mm -hmm. And um, another transition, another major transition that I see is this, all of a sudden they they try to hold on now Mm -hmm. because of fear of of loneliness. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's so personal, mm-hmm. it's so personal mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you gotta understand that literally what you might see on the outside very well may fall away and change at the drop of a dime. But yeah, you, your whole existence. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. It's like 
while navigating is your own personal journey that you're yes. navigating alone, mm -hmm. you are not lonely. Yes. I love that. Yes, yes, yes. I'm look here. Mic drop. <laughs> high five through the phone. <laughs> I say the phone through the Zoom. <laughs> I love how you say that, Dr. Hilton. You know, because I think sometimes we get so used to, we feel empowered to hold on to those things that we need to be shedding away to those painful things. But what you've just explained to us is, is that there's a whole nother world. Mm. Once you decide, okay, these things behind me don't suit me. I need to focus on what's right now in front of me right now in the present moment, not thinking so much about the future and the possibility based on your fear that it's not going to work, but yeah. actually taking time and giving yourself permission to let some of those things go. So I absolutely love your analogies and how you describe everything. <laughs> and I think that this was no accident that our roads crossed because of the healing work that you do and talking about this time that's so relevant where people actually need breakthroughs. They need healing and they need creative ways in which to learn about that, right? Mm -hmm. So I absolutely appreciate your time today. I thank you. And I wanted to ask you, if we want to get in contact with you, how do we go about doing that? Yeah, um, I would love to hear from you, <laughs> even if it's just, oh my gosh, I learned this. This is great. Yeah. Um, and so I'm primarily like doing things through my website, uh, which is at deniciahilton.com. Uh, and then also I am on Facebook and it's also at Denicia Hilton. That's my page there and LinkedIn. So Facebook, LinkedIn, and my website, those, and LinkedIn is also Denicia Hilton. Hey. Um, so yeah, <laughs> so you can't miss. <laughs> yeah. So yes. there's all, those three are my main platforms um, for sure. And I would love to just literally hear about anything that you might have learned, how it is that you're like, whoa, I could totally play with this yes. and add some levity to it. Don't be hard on yourself because really the serious healing doesn't have to be so serious. Thank you so much for joining us today for another episode of Health Trips. Connect with us on Facebook at Transforming from the Inside Out or IG at Polyclinical. Thank you for tuning in. This is Health Trips. Poly here to help you make it happen like this. Uh, Frontline workers and physicians, much respect. Hope you keep on coming back, helping with your mental health. Yeah, yeah, make sure you subscribe. Don't wanna miss a thing. I'm sure you'll be captivated. Life changing, guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, Health Trips. Tune in to Health Trips. Hey, Health Trips. Subscribe to Health Trips. Let's go.